Nicola. How are you this morning? I'm good, thanks. And yourself? I'm doing good. I see you're sporting the Colgate smile. <laughs> as always, as always, so are you. Um, how was your Father's Day? It was good. My daughter came and it was beautiful. She came to town. She's out of school for the summer. So she came, she's going back, you know, only came for a short while because she had um, an internship that she has to do. So, which is nice. But awesome. she's here and the other one is coming tomorrow. So, cool. Wow. <clears throat> You're so yeah. fortunate. Awesome. I can't wait to meet them. I yes. have to meet these two young ladies. Oh my that God. You will. I yeah. am so, so excited. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Well, nice. it is Monday morning. It's a cool Monday morning, but that's okay. Tomorrow is the first day of summer. All right. Let's get that's started. What I said. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Monday, beautiful people. And thanks for joining us on another episode of the Lemonade Lounge, the world's number one podcast where you get your mind your body, and your money juices flowing. I'm your co-host, Nicola. And I'm your other host, Lincoln. And together, and together we, would, like we to... would love it. Squeeze your lemons. It's summertime, baby. You just squeeze them lemons. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Lincoln, while your daughters are here, I think we're going to have to do a recording with them. That will be so much fun. That's what we'll do. That's a good idea. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Yeah. They're here for a week, so let's do it as soon as possible. Yes, 100%. 100%. Wow, I'm so happy for you. Lincoln, how's your mom? She's better. Yesterday she was, yeah, but she was she was okay. Yeah, she was in and out. So, yeah, better. The, 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 the stuff slowed down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other stuff slowed down yeah. a lot, which is nice because it was mm-hmm. like turning on a pipe the other day, apparently. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so hopefully we'll just keep an eye on her. Hopefully in the next few days, she was happy to see my daughter, which kind of- Did you remember surpri- her? Yeah, I was surprised, very surprised. Yeah, but awesome. she did. Yeah, I was like, wow, incredible. You know, love cures, the brain, right? So, the brain, the brain. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so, so more of this she gets, I, I think the, the better it is for her. Awesome. Gives her hope, right? You know? Yeah. I'm very happy to hear that. That is wonderful news. Okay. Well, today's lemon is a book. And why did we choose this book? Because you mentioned it last week. So it's the book, The Greatest Salesman in the World by Og Mandino. Yeah. So let's do some lemons and make some lemonade. Yeah. Hey, thanks for checking in with my mom, Nicole. I must say that you are, before we get started, you, you, you know, thanks for the support. I appreciate that. Of course, it's your mom, Lincoln. If it wasn't mm. your mother, you wouldn't be here, right? That is very true. You would that not be true. here. Mm. Yeah, I got to appreciate her. Yeah. If, if it wasn't her, we wouldn't be recording this podcast, right? Because you wouldn't exist. Yeah, none yeah. of us would be here, you know, so. We, we take a lot of things for granted, but it is very important. Very, Yeah. Okay, so we can get 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 running the greatest salesman in the world, one of the most one off, not the, but one of the most phenomenal book um, that I feel everyone should read. It's an easy read, so everyone should read it. And why so, do you feel that way? It's got simple um, uh, uh, things that you can learn and apply in your life. You know, according to Agamemnon. Um, 
I don't know if this was in the book, but I think I think it is in the book. According to him, you're only supposed to read, yeah, uh, you're only supposed to read one scroll for 30 days. Yeah, one yes. scroll for 30 days. Yeah, yeah. If you read the book recently, yes, you know, <coughs> yes, you practice the quotes for yeah, I, I 30 days. I, I I've read that book probably a thousand times in my life. I um, greet this day it, with love in my heart. Yeah, it was a, it was it was our our Bible as salespeople basically. So oh really? Yeah, you don't leave you don't leave home without it. It's like Allstate insurance, our insurance. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, so yeah. when you were a salesman and you had your company and you were doing really well, would you mm -hmm. say that this book helped you out? Indeed, yeah, yeah. You know, Why? in in the toughest of time. Um, one of the one of the amazing things that we did, and I think that is missing in a lot of um, that's a good question you asked because it brings brings me back to this. Uh, a lot of people don't understand um, uh, uh, time compression, the power of time compression, I should say. Because one of the, the most amazing things that we did was to have a meeting every morning. We have mm -hmm. a one to two hour meeting every morning. And in that meeting, it was not about talking fluff. It was about us practicing. Mm -hmm. We were learning and practicing in the meeting and then take that material, what we learned, that content, straight to the customer and use it immediately. <clears throat> so the excuse me. So the power in that was, we saw exactly what was working instantly, and so we keep doing it, and actually we do more of it, and we saw what doesn't work, or, or what needs tweaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, so it was really powerful. So when we do books, when we did books like this. It was like bam, bam. every salesman in my office after no each scroll. All forty of them. All forty of them. That was part of the that's just that part of the requirement, part of the structure, part of the system. You have to learn this. You have to study this. It's your Bible. You have to know each one of them. Interesting. So every day this was taking place. You know, and it was constant training. Every day was training. And I think people overlook that because what happens to that, what, ha what I noticed happened is that we bring salespeople in who never sell before mm -hmm. and turn them into super salespeople in like 30, 60, or 90 days. <laughs> the ones who got it quick take off like a lightning. And the ones who take a little bit of time, it takes them 90 days you know, maybe 180 days, but they just, things that will take years, we just compress it. And so why don't you do a sales program like that, <clears throat> where you teach people how to sell? I remember that was one of the things you were working on. Yeah, I have a sales program. Yeah, I said, why don't you do a program like that? I remember you had your sales program, you were working yeah. on it, but you're not really promoting it. No, I, I, I don't. Um, but because I wanted to, I didn't want to be all over the place. You know, I want, I was doing leadership. I'm doing leadership. So I wanted to stick with the leadership, but I think, um, 
I should do, you're right about that. I should offer that to salespeople because it's um, teaching them things like this would be very powerful because it's a, it's a time compression method and it's very powerful because what happens is that once you do this, because one of the things with Mandino was um, that stood out like night, like, like broad daylight was to turn winds into habit your win into habit. And so what happened, that's why I said, study each scroll, scroll for 30 days. So it would take you like, you know, eight or nine months to read the book, right? You don't move on to the next scroll until you, you finish one for 30 days. So his thing was turn it into habit. Get it into the fiber of your soul, if you've been. And we did that. We did that. We get it into our fibers. We do. I mean, it's very powerful stuff, very powerful. And so we were, you could call upon any salesman in the office and said, hey, scroll nine, scroll five, <laughs> OG scroll five. And they would just like bam, 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 start with, you know, because we were just, yeah. And what that caused is that level of training <clears throat> caused such a, um, intense environment was positive, like full of positivity, breathe nothing but unstoppability. You know, you, you walk in, you come in, even if you're having a tough day, you know how to get over it because you just start rattling off the, the you know, the, the scroll, right? In your head, it's there. I will greet this day with love in my heart. I'm nature's greatest miracle, so I have no reason to worry about this day that I'm having. <laughs> you know, things like that, you know. So do you still have all the scrolls memorized? I I have a lot of it, but I don't remember them verbatim, word for word, like I used to. How many scrolls are there? <clears throat> I think there's nine, right? Okay. There's and uh, there is um there is uh I shall greet this day with love in my heart. Um I remember something from that very vividly it says muscles can split a shield but only the unseen power of love can warm the hearts of men mm -hmm. that is powerful <laughs> i'm nature's greatest i'm nature's greatest miracle never has there been one like me before never will there be none with my eyes my nose my ears my mouth my lips none will none has been there before and none will ever be in the future i am nature's greatest miracle Tell me that's not powerful. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It's raise. It's hair raising things when you read them, because you're reading them about you. You know, I, I love what I love. What he said is was about I shall greet this day with love in my heart. And so one of the things we would do is that we we were killing the customer. Um, Zig Ziglar said, kill them with kindness. And so when you greet them with love in your heart, you're killing them with kindness. So it doesn't matter what the customer said to you, you don't kill them with kindness. <laughs> greet them with love in your heart, right? And, and you just let, they just melt in front of you because you're coming at them with so much love, the most powerful weapon on the face of the planet. You no don't think that's resist. a form of, you don't think that's a form of manipulation? Everything is a form of manipulation. Persuasion is manipulation. It's just different words. We use it as their negative manipulation 
and they're positive man manipulation. Now, if I'm selling you something that is good for you and I have to manipulate you for you to buy it, that's a good thing. But if I'm selling you something that you don't need and I know it, uh, and, and I'm forcing you to buy something into something that you shouldn't be buying, now that's negative manipulation. And we distinguish that clear in our, in our training that you do not sell. Uh, that, well, that's, that's been one of my rituals. You do not sell the product to someone who you genuinely know that doesn't need it and cannot afford it. You do not force them into it, right? Because it's easy to do, especially when you have such power. But how are you able to distinguish that? <laughs> are you able to distinguish that? That they do well, not you know, need it and they cannot time, afford it. Somebody might be looking well-dressed and you might think, oh, wow, they're doing well. They need this product. They can afford it. And they really no, truly can't. No, if 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 someone, okay, <clears throat> buyers are liars. That's the the, 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 <laughs> the that's always been the thing, right? Buyers are liars, but customers, um, the genuine customer, you can feel them, and they will do things that tell you that, hey, look, I'm serious. If I had the money, I'd buy, or I really don't need it. You can tell. You know, if you if you, you look around, you see what they have. But they'll tell you this, and then you guys will be persistent. <coughs> you won't give up. You'll continue trying. I'll say that again? Yeah, they might say, or I might say, I, you know what? I really don't need it. I can't afford it. But you guys will still persist. Yeah, we have, you know, we have, uh, here's the thing. The product we were selling, we can tell if they need it or not. Right? Number one. Number two is that, we have ways and questions and methods of deciding, you know, should we pursue this or not? You know, there's hints and signs and things that we look for. So it's not only about, um, it wasn't only about selling the product. You know, I remember when I first opened my business in California, you know, the, 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 the um, the product that I was selling had a bad reputation and it had a bad reputation because of customer service. Mm -hmm. And so what I did, I, I went in there and I took me about um, two years, three years, but I cleaned it up. You know, I gave away products. I provide the service for free. I do all kinds of stuff that other people was not doing. Right. And so that elevated the product. So I did it, I used my own money, my own people, my own time, and did that. And so everybody else who was selling the product benefited from it, but they didn't give a rat's ass, but you know what I mean? But then the market got better. So, <clears throat> so you, you do know people who, um, you know, you do have the shyster salesman who would go out and do stuff, like used to do stuff like that. And that's part of the reason why it, it, you know, not all, not the only, but part of the reason why it had a bad reputation, right? So if you start um, getting rid of those things, then you start elevating the reputation, and so that's you know that's what we did. You 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 be, you become a little bit more ethical. You ethically do things, you know. Uh, you don't have to to rob them. Uh, excuse me, allergies. I tell you. Oh, mine's been 
Yeah, I know. I know. You can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's a, you know, it's just a great book that I think that not only can help you as a salesman, because a lot of, you know, if you go back to a lot of these people now that I worked with who read this book over and over, they will, they will tell you, they still do it today. You know, it's just habitual. Uh, Matthew McConaughey read this, said this book changed his life. I don't know really? if you read it, but yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, he yeah. said, Matthew McConaughey said this book changed his life. And there was one other guy that, um, that said he thinks that everybody should read this book. I'm one of those guys who thinks everybody should read this book because, you know, for me, it was the Bible, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it, it speaks about a, a, a poor camel boy to, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, wanted to become, right? You know. Uh, he wanted um, to make money so that he could marry money. the love of his life. Yeah. And that he did, right? He ended up becoming that. But at the same time, um, it's not about um, so much so about what he became, but it's so much about the journey, the stories, the um, what he went through, what he had to do. Um, and, and so all of those journeys demonstrate the journey that we take and the path that we take in life. But if we, if, if we have these things, these scroll, scrolls are like tools. They're like your armor going into war, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they protect you. So basically that's what it is. So you take this and you go into war and you feel a little bit safer, you know, even though you have a barrage of, you know, men who want to annihilate you coming at you, but you feel a little, little bit more safer, you know, not indestructible, but a little safer. You mentioned quotes. So I wrote down quite a few quotes on page 25. This one really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Never consider yourself a disgrace. Never feel shame for trying and failing. For mm-hmm. who has never failed is who has never tried. Exactly. <clears throat> and how many of us stuck in that? Right? Yeah, a lot of times, like, I know I've failed at a lot of things. And because I failed, I've given up. And I just never tried again. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. or... It's not even that. Sometimes you fail and you don't even realize that you're stuck. You don't even realize you're not no, trying. No. You don't no, even, no. You, exactly. You're just mm-hmm. lost. Mm-hmm. Another one I um, wrote down was like on page um, 26. Failure will never overtake you if your determination to succeed is strong enough. So... I like this because any task that I'm taking on now, if I fail, I know that I should keep on trying and trying and trying and trying mm-hmm. and it won't overtake me. And it, it's interesting because you refer to this as a Bible. Mm. A lot of books can be referred to as Bibles. Indeed, of course. Mm. Right? The, reason why, the reason why this book was, we refer to it as a Bible is because you know, the people carry the Bible around. People always carry their Bible, right? Exactly. We carry, we carry this around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Each one of our rep have to have one on them every day. 
and it's so it's a small book, so you, you could even push it in your back, back pocket, you know. Uh, so we carry it around. We physically carry it around. We have it with us all the time, all the time. I bought them by the case when I had my business. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How many do you have left? <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't have any here. I got to buy them again, you know. Um, I used to give them away to his gifts. You know, there's a couple of books that I would buy by the case and give away as gifts, um, like holiday times, Christmas time, stuff like that. That's what I, would do. Mm-hmm. I give away a lot of books, hundreds, you know, so. Okay. And it's interesting. The next quote that I wrote down was on page 52. I didn't realize the pattern at this, but <laughs> the, the quote is, failure no longer will be my payment for struggle. For struggles, yes. Failure will no longer be my payment for struggles, yes. That is a that is a powerful, powerful. Um, there was there's a whole bunch of it. I don't remember exactly if you can read that. Um, do you remember the whole bunch? What he said. Um, I didn't go through everything. That was what um, stuck out to me, right? So that's why I wrote it down. Right. Yeah, what 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 page was that on? That was on page 52. I'm pulling it up for right now since you want to read it. But yeah. Yeah, it, um, it, no, it's pretty powerful. I remember a line before that. So that's why I was like. Wow. I'm on the page. I'm looking for it. Um, I think it was middle down. Oh, this is page 40. I've got it on my computer, right? Uh-huh. So the pages are a little different. I think I went too far back. So yeah, that, those remember I said write down the quotes that we like. Yeah. So those are the ones. Um, Yet I will not fail as the others. For in my hands I now hold the charts which will guide me through perilous waters to shores which only yesterday seemed but a dream. Failure no longer will be my payment for struggle. Just yes. as nature made no provisions for my body to tolerate pain, mm-hmm. neither has it made any provisions for my life to suffer failure. Mm-hmm. Failure like pain is alien to my life. In the past, I accepted it as I accepted pain. Now I reject it and I am prepared for wisdom and principles which will guide me out of the shadows into the sunlight of wealth, position and happiness far beyond my my most extravagant dreams until even the golden apples in the garden of Hesperides will seem no more than my just reward. Yeah. Yeah. Time teaches all things to he who lives forever, but I have not the luxury of eternity. Of time. Yes. I have not the luxury of living forever. <laughs> yeah. Powerful. Yeah. So that, that that's the whole thing there. But yeah, I really like that one. That's why I wrote it down. I thought it was yeah. pretty, pretty interesting. And that, you know, when anybody's going through a change or going to start, uh, you know, want to make a change in their life, um, this, in my Break Your Frame, I took this from Mandino, from this. Mm-hmm. It says, today I begin a new life. And I make a solemn oath to myself that nothing will retard my new life's growth, right? So today I begin a new life. 
if you want to make a change, you really want to read this because this will, it's like you shed your old life. Yeah, there is a quote in here that There's says, a quote I in that about saying, that, yeah. like shedding your yeah. old self. Yeah. yeah, and you start anew. So this was also one, I will perform good habits and become their slaves. Yeah. It's interesting using the word slaves. Mm-hmm. I will, I will, I will, what I said, I will perform good habits. And become and, their slaves. become their slaves. I remember that. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. You want, you want good, ha- you want to be the slave as good, of good habits. I was thinking though, as I read this book, I know that this is the original version. I'm thinking a lot of it needs to be rewritten in modern terms, such as just taking out the words retard and taking out the word slave, just using other words. Just leave it. In my opinion. Yeah, we're, we, you know, what we're doing is that we're, 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 we're becoming too sensitive, um, you know, uh, in our, in ourself as human, and we're paying attention to things that are meaningless instead of paying attention to things that are meaningful. And mm-hmm. so this is, this has been a big time waster, and 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 it's actually. Um, it's cramping. not a time waster, Lincoln. It's, it's cramping a lot of people. The generation is different from ours. They use different words. They relate differently. So a lot of this would not be related relatable to them. To so the, to, uh, the new our, this generation, a lot of this is not the same English we've learned. What's the difference? Tell me. These no, words they're not learning the same English we learned. They're well, using of course they are different words. They're, they're different <laughs> words. You know, every year there are more and more words that are being created. So they don't use a lot of the old terminologies. They use a lot of more modern words. So yes, um, they would not relate to this book. This book would be like, ah, I'm, yeah, they get bored easily. So they need to find new words that that's more relatable to this generation. One of the reasons why kids, we got to back up here. One of the reasons why kids, these kids get bored easily is because they were born in the computer. We get bored. We are, we develop, our generation, me and you, have developed impatience because of the computer. You remember back in the day when you have to log on, internet first came about, the dial up, and you have to wait for like 20 minutes for it to get online? You had patience then. You remember when you used to write up snail mail and you have to wait two weeks for the person to re- receive it, and then another two weeks for you to, re- re- you know, get it back, get back a reply, right? Or maybe longer. We, did, we had patience then. Now we can't, we send an email or a text message, we want an instant reply. We, we, it, it's not about the word. It's about the, 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 the person, what we've, we're teaching. No, it's deeper than that, Lincoln. A lot of people have um, short attention spans. And That's it why we're any, teaching them to become that. It does not have anything to do with computers. A lot of people have problems focusing. Like I always say, like <laughs> I send my well, children to school but they Perfect. need different schools that cater to the different learning styles. Because the school that we send our children to, it's attention. not for everyone. They do need different schools for different learning styles. So what you're saying, everyone, every young kid on the planet today have short attention span problem, a short attention span. I would not generalize like that and say every, a lot of them do. Okay, well, 
And in uh, my house, so what are you saying I can guarantee you, in my household, I can guarantee you that three out of my four children, 100% do have our generation. Our generation. Our generation? Mm. A lot of them do too. Okay. A lot of them what, do. What about your mother's generation? My mother's generation? My mother's extremely impatient. Okay. And I say this because if my mom phones. So this me, is not limited to just your, to the young kids then? No, it, it's everybody. But it's understanding and breaking things <clears> down, <throat> not just the attention span. It's the English, it's the language that's being used. You 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 realize that shortest tension span doesn't just happen on its own, right? It needs exactly to cause it. Um. So, with children who have attention deficit dis disorder or attention hyper deficit disorder, I don't really think we need to say we need something to trigger it. Um, they they have it, and it's known from their younger. You could tell that something's different. You could tell the way they communicate, right? And these are things that need to be dealt with. I'm mentioning it because a lot of schools do not cater to that, and we need schools and teachers to be more aware of that. I don't. And they need know, to I teach you. I don't subscribe to the to the to the labeling. Um, uh, I know you don't. The labeling of, of humans, of what they have. How do you think ADD came about? I don't know. Let me hear Who what created teachers, that? teachers created that. No, it's it's called research. No, no, and teachers, teachers are the ones. It starts in, in the school, in the school room, in the classroom. Because the kids not paying attention when they were a young age, and the teachers don't have the patience to go and teach them. When I was a kid going to school, um, my teachers take the time with us. They're all of every human on the planet is different. See, my daughter here, they wanted to, the teacher wanted to send her away to test her for that nonsense. And <clears throat> because what? She was four years old in school and she expected her to sit there like a robot at four years old when the teacher herself could not do it when she was four years old. Okay, so you so, just proved my point, Lincoln. <laughs> Your daughter was not able to sit there when she's four years old because a students kid? like that that cannot sit still Which kid? at four, you know, years, at four old, years old. That's that. the reason we need teachers that are specialized in that so that no. they can teach children who cannot no. sit still. We need and teachers then other patients. teachers teach children that can sit still. It's really... Okay, Nicole, I think you need to speak to quite a few teachers. Don't sit still. Nine out of ten four-year-olds don't sit still. Okay, come on. Which four-year-old do you know you said sit there and don't move and they stay there? You know what? How many do you know? I would I would have been one of those four-year-olds <laughs> that They're sat. four years old. They said kids' brain develop are developing up until the age of twenty-five. You don't you don't get fully developed brain until you're twenty-five. So how you expect a four-year-old? There's studies that say even after 25, your brain is still developing. Like the studies exactly. 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 But what I'm saying so, yeah. is that's <laughs> the thing again. There are some children that can sit still and some children that can't. I know I've told you the story about it, how I used to help out at my children's school. And there are some children that are extremely rowdy. And this isn't in a, in a kindergarten class. And then there's certain children, I would say, that are well-mannered, well-behaved. 
And I couldn't <laughs> deal with it because I did not have the patience. I don't have the qualifications, but as a volunteer, I would help out in the class. And I remember there was one day I was in the class and one child came to speak to me. And while that child spoke to me, this is in a junior kindergarten class. As that child spoke to me, another child kicked me in my butt. And they were all laughing. They were all being silly. But then there was a group that they were not part of this. They were sitting. They were behaving themselves. And that's why I said that children that are hyper, we do need teachers that teach the children that are hyper. Children that are calm, we need teachers to teach them too. It's hard for them to do everything. And that's why a lot of children get left behind because the teaching is not catered to their learning style, 100%. You know, the problem with labeling is that that labeling ended up giving these kids drugs that ended up damaged them a lot more. Lincoln, is, we can do research with everything, right? So we could do research that says labeling is bad. We could do research that says labeling is good. Label yeah, Just because uh, you label a child uh, does not mean they're not brilliant. A lot of the children that are labeled are more brilliant than the ones that are not. Yeah, it just helps to understand they, they, the mind, the way their the, minds work, the way they think, and to give them the help that they need. Exactly. The, the, that's why I said the problem with the labeling is that they end up on drugs. So you start not suppressing. All of them. Not all majority of them. Of them majority There's of them. Re, if you do research, okay, what I realized <laughs> the research, if you want to do research and prove your point that the majority of them end up on drugs, guess what? You're going to be successful with that. If you want to do the research where the majority of them end up successful, guess what? You're going to be successful with that. Yeah, but a lot of them end up. The, you know what? The 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 um. Once they label them to like ADD and this and that, they start giving them pills. Uh, that was that's what they wanted to recommend for my daughter. Look at her today. She was four years old. I said, leave her alone. She's she's an A student in class in our university today. Mm -hmm. I said, no. I said, leave her alone. If you put her on that, I said, you need it. I told the teacher, I said, you need this shit, not her. <laughs> so you ever suggest that again, I'll slap you. <laughs> I said, I'll beat that shit out of you. <laughs> so, you know, it's just Violence those, those things. Like My point is that if you go to a place like Jamaica, um, Everybody will have the whole alphabet because we you know it's not Jamaica, here. it's anywhere, it's here in but, Canada too. In these classes, but let me say this some of the brightest people come out of that country, that's right, you know, so everywhere, yeah. So, my, my, my point is that we need to slow down on the labeling and teach. We need to teach teachers how to have some patience, you know, and start paying attention, shrink the classroom if you have to, do whatever you need to, exactly. But, <laughs> And, and you know provide um, special areas for these kids that you're putting labels on. <clears throat> but I think if the teachers don't want to be a real teacher, they I'm just want to teach kids that are behave, well behave, then great. Then you know you should hire people like that because that's not human being. Human yes. beings are are not all the same, so you can't put them under one structured, generalized umbrella and said okay. These are all the humans I want. <laughs> you know, it's not well, going to work that way. Well, the thing is, um, <laughs> it's interesting because my next quote, the first quote I had on page 54 was, 
I will perform good habits and become their slaves. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was saying. We needed to change that word. And now also on the same page, page 54, as a child, we weren't talking about children, but this just happens to be the quote. <laughs> as a child, I was a slave to my impulses. Mm-hmm. As you just mentioned, now I am a slave to my habits, as are all grown men. Right? So basically, what you do as a child, you perfect as an adult. Yes and no, because our, as our brains start to develop, we, we, and you know, it, our environment teaches us, basically. So if we depend on the environment that we're in, it's, um, it, it can help to enhance us or it can help to suppress us. You know, so, yeah, so uh, you can change, though. You can make changes along the way once you, you can always change it. You can change it anytime. You oh, yeah. Change, change it anytime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we change the environment all the time as human beings, right? You know, um, the majority of us, not all of us, right? Some people grew up in the same household and, you know, but some people change the environment. You know, where you go different neighborhoods, different places, you know, you move, right? You know, and so your environment changes and you become, you know, a part of that new environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if I must be a slave to habit, let me be a slave to good habits. Yeah. And he's right, because we're slaves to habits anyways, right? You know, I mean, if we're doing... <clears throat> the other day I was thinking about this, right? You know, in solution focus, we talk about if it works, do more of it. And if it doesn't work, um, do something different. Uh, but there's a quote that says, um, if you always do what you've always done, you will always get what you always have, a gut. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what's happening is that if you keep doing, if you keep getting the results that you don't want and you keep doing the same things and expecting different results, they said that's the definition of insanity, right? Yeah. To <laughs> keep doing the same thing and expect different outcome. So why do we keep doing that? What's the reason of us doing this? Because some of us are in autopilot doing that. You know, even what's the reason myself, of us doing what? What's the reason of us doing what? You know, doing the same things over and over and expecting different outcome, right? I catch myself doing that um, sometimes, right? And humans do that. And then I, then the reason is, is because we do not know what, what's working for us and what isn't. We have not sit down and take the time. So what we become habits, we become, we become slaves to habits that are not, that's not working for us. Do you right. have an example when I was saying what? And we keep doing it over and over and over. Well, I don't have a specific example, but if you look at someone who is constantly complaining, constantly struggling, or are in a marriage and it's not working, then many marriages, if not most, don't even know what is working for them. Why is the marriage so solid? Or why isn't it solid? They don't even know. It's, it's just a random thing. Oh, we love each other. We get married and that's that's about it. We have kids and it, that's where it goes. There was no, there's no discussion about what do we have that is working for us? They've never sit down and have that conversation. Most marriages never do. 
what do we have? That's why they said during COVID, so many got divorced. And I was like, who, who are you? <laughs> we were married, <laughs> you know? <clears throat> so, and, and that happens in our daily lives too. Right? You know what the funny thing, I've got to mention something. Um, I heard this, I don't know how true it is, but people said so many people got divorced um, during COVID. I mm -hmm. heard that the divorce rate was still the same. Mm -hmm. I heard so many millions of people died during COVID. I heard that the death rate was still the same as all the prior years. So again, I guess I need to do my research to find out what's true. But those are the things that I heard. I heard that, um, yeah, nothing really changed. Well, you're always going to have conspiracy theories, right? That trying to, to, to debunk um, even facts, right? So to confuse people, I mean... You know, you could tell a Christian who's a diehard Christian that Jesus Christ doesn't exist. And if you keep feeding them that, they'll start believing it. It's just what the mind, you feed the mind. But it's, um, it's, 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 uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, 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 you're going to have the people who are trying to, 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 to say, what? no, that's not true. That's not, because they believe in something different, right? You know, they're on a different path. But we know COVID was, was for real. <laughs> you know, uh, th that's one thing everybody knew. How many people died? I could, I wasn't the counter, so I don't know. You know, um, how many people got divorced? I wasn't the counter. I don't know, but I noticed that when I, um, I noticed lawyers, um, divorced lawyers. I saw ad ad went up, um, on 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 the internet because I saw a lot of them while I was online, and um, <clears throat> I know a lawyer. Um, who was telling me that is is um, he got a lot of divorce? He got so much work he couldn't deal with it. It was too much for him. So he had to start farming things out. That's all how much he was getting. So you have you know you have the local people you go deal with or the people who in your circle. Um, I and I had I had a friend who got divorced also. So you have people in your circle who you see you know things evidence of some of the things that was being discussed. So, you know, um, I, I know I know people who um, have co had COVID, you know, you know, new people who had COVID too, you know. I had I know, COVID. I know people who died My family COVID. had COVID. Exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I know people who died You bought COVID. his food. You helped us yeah. out. I remember that. <laughs> so, we, so people are going to, you know, conspiracy theories are going to come out all the time. But Lincoln, the, you the, didn't get COVID yet? I have no intention to. Okay, awesome. Yeah. yeah, we're not we're not um compatible. It's you know, it doesn't like me. I don't like it either. It doesn't like me. So we don't like each other. We don't have any, you know, we don't roll like that. So <clears throat> it's take a look at me and goes, no, not him. Let's move on to the next one, you know. Um, but my my point to this is that if you if you we can find good and bad in everything. Mm -hmm. um, and you're going to develop habits anyways. Mm -hmm. you, you, that's one thing for certain that you cannot stop in your life because everything we do becomes habits if you keep repeating it over and over again. And mm -hmm. so if you're doing something and you, you know, and you notice it's not working for you and you're expecting different outcome every time you keep doing it, then they said that's the definition of madness. But what you can do with that, it, in, instead of using it, 
the negative definition of insanity towards it, what you can do is to sit down, take some time and look back, like my reflection report, and find out some of the things that you've been doing previously that has worked well for you. And so, because we all know, we all know that we've done something at some point, memory serves us in that arena at some point. So, oh, I did this and it worked. Oh yeah, I did it again and it did work. Oh yeah, and I'm, I, I find that, yeah. So you can keep doing, you, you take those things and you, you keep doing them instead of just continue on a random path because many, the majority of people, that's how they operate. They're on a random path. The, the most, the, the, the people who keep track of what they're doing um, are like the eight percenters, the ones who are achieving their goals. They track their, their, their progress. They track their performance. Um, like, uh, like in um, golfing, you know, when you're doing, when you're, when you're playing golf, each golfer got to track, you know, his performance on the golf course. So you got to write things down, the strokes, how many, um, how did you hit the ball? This is how you do it. So you can go back and look, and athletes do this all the time, if you notice, right? You know, companies do this all the time. So one of the things that um, we could do for ourselves is sit down and do that, take some time. You're exercising a lot, you're eating right, and you're doing all the things that you need to do, they said it to do to lose weight, but you're not losing weight, okay? So what is it that you're doing that is not working? If you keep going on that path, you're, you've been in for six months, a year, and it didn't work. If you keep going and keep doing the same thing, you might still be in the same place in, the, in a month from now, two months from now, three months from now. So if you've done ample time of it, sit down, do a, a, an analysis, find out what is working, what isn't working, and then kind of cut out what is not working, do something different, and then multiply what is working. And, and that you can find out if you just take a few minutes of your time, go in a corner and just start writing stuff down. You know, so if you want to get detail in seven different areas of your life, reach out to me. You know, I could sit with you and I could do what I call a reflection report and we could go over this stuff. It's, uh, I, in my opinion, um, and this is, this is, something that hit me the other day is that, man, I need to do another reflection report because I'm doing something and the outcome, this I've been doing it now for a few months and the outcome is not three months, is not what I expected. I was told differently. So I'm like, I followed all the instructions. I did A, B, C, D, E, F, G, but it's not equal in, you know what I mean? H, so something is missing here. So I need to go back and I need, and that only can take place when you're tracking, you know, when you're aware, when you're in awareness, you know, so my thing is the, yeah, we all do random in our lives, but if you're doing something serious, don't make, don't do it randomly. You know, if you run a business, don't do it randomly. If you want to lose weight, don't do it randomly. If you're in a marriage, don't do it randomly and expect it to just work by on its own. You know, it needs, it needs people to make it work. It needs um, positive inputs. It needs positive, com you know, communication, positivity. It needs a, and in, so, you, so in order to get that, you got to pay attention to what is working and what isn't. Mm -hmm. And these things sound simple, but they're not that easy to do because we're in the other habit. You know, we're 
the habits that we have trump all of those. So that's why this book is so powerful because we can develop the, the opposite habits, right? So we have to make effort to change it. It's not gonna happen on its own. If you keep on doing what you always do, you will always get what you always got. The definition of insanity, right? <laughs> so, and that comes with random. So let's let's be deliberate sometimes. You don't have to do it all the, be deliberate all the time, but sometimes. You made a good point. So yeah. based on your insanity explanation, it's interesting because it seems like all my quotes that I found fall in line with what you're saying. Uh, so if I must be a slave to habit, let me be a slave to good habits. I said that one. I will greet this day with love in my heart. Always will I dig for reasons to applaud. Never will I scratch for excuses to gossip. And that, that, that one was interesting. And I'm like, wow, gossip. <laughs> we gossip yeah. all the time when we talk to our friends. All the yeah. time. All the time. But it's okay to gossip as long as it's good gossip. Yeah. If you're saying good things about people, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Right. If yeah, but we learned that, Nicole. Me and you learned that they're they're positive gossips. Gossip, the word gossip itself carries a negative. Uh, it has a negative attachment to it. So when people said you're gossiping. It means that it means you're talking about something bad. So the the majority of people who is not done the opposite or studied the opposite of gossip like me and you, they don't think of gossip as good. Right? Yeah. So this book was even written, it wasn't written as gossip being good. It was written as gossip being something bad. You know. I know. I yeah. know that 100%. Hence yeah. the reason why I said a lot of things need to be reworded in the book. But, and then as I continue, um, the quote that I have here. One moment. Fall, a a lot know. of people, the book don't need to be reworded. A lot of people need to be, to learn to become more solution focused. Yeah. Solution focus isn't for everyone, but yes, it, it, it does I, help. I think, I think everyone could, should become solution focused. Yeah, different version of it. You don't have to be the full complete. Lincoln, it's just like saying I think everybody should read the Bible. There are different books, there are different programs, there are different things out there for everyone. There's something actually for everyone. I strongly believe that solution focus works for us, but it doesn't work for everyone. There is, right? yeah, but, but 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 that's still my belief. I, even if it doesn't work for everyone, I'm just telling you what I believe. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is your belief. It's true. Yeah. I can't um, debate your belief. What you believe is what you believe. I can't yeah. change that or control that. Yeah. As long as everybody knows a belief is a belief, it's not real, right? Exactly. It's not real. Yeah. Okay, so this was another quote that I have. I've I've written down. I should say, I will encourage my friends. And they will become brothers. Always will I dig for reasons to applaud. Never will I scratch for excuses to gossip. When I am tempted to criticize, I will bite my tongue. When I am moved to please, I will shout from the roofs. 
powerful stuff. But which one is that we do more often? I'm not general. When you say we, who are you speaking about? Are you talking about humans. You? which one humans and do humans? more often? Which one you, do you we, hear more? You know what? Which, we, hold on. Which one? Hold on. Which one do you hear more often? Okay, that's being more specific because that was really generalizing. Um, which one do we do more often? When we say do we do more often, when which we put the hear? we, when we say we, we really are talking about <laughs> ourselves. And when we're talking about ourselves. We're spilling it onto everybody else, yeah. right? Do you hear more often? Okay, so I with mine, with mine, what do I hear more often? It depends who I'm with. People are no, different. I'm talking about so the other people. If you, if you combine all the, I'm not going to generalize like that because it's <laughs> not fair. I'm not what going to. Mean? I used to generalize that's like that all the time. That's being specific because if you have a circle of five people that you talk to um, on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Then you kind of know their pattern of, of language. Exactly. Of that that's why I said it. So that's not generalizing. That's just, that's exactly. Just, yeah. That's speaking so that truth. is my point. It depends speaking what I'm with. More often. It depends which group of friends I'm with. Because I do have some that say very negative <laughs> things. And then I have some that say very positive. So it depends on the group. It's a mixture. Right. And I'm open to hearing what people have to say. I'm open to listening. I'm constantly open to learning and educating myself and growing my mind, 100%. So it depends, but I realize that reading these and I wrote them down, these are actually goals for myself that I would love to practice. That's why they resonate with me. Or it could be that I'm already doing these things that's why they also resonate with me. So these are the quotes that I've written down. We're going to have to get going soon, but I would like to do a part two on this book. Or maybe if we don't do a part two, we, um, we discussed the first scroll. I will greet this day with love in my heart. Maybe every month, maybe we could practice one scroll per month. And at the end, we can look to see how we've improved. It could be um, physically, could be mentally, it could be financially. But we could put it out there so we can do it and see what difference it's made once we go through all the scrolls. Of course. But I've actually been getting up and I've been saying, I will greet this day with love in my heart. In the book, it says, say it in the morning, say it midday, and say it in the evening. Uh, I've said it numerous times. I don't know if I've said it in that order. Sometimes I remember to say it when I wake up. Yeah. Um, sometimes I find myself saying it throughout the day. Yet, like yesterday was Father's Day, and yeah. just being surrounded by my children and my husband, I was saying it. I will greet this day with love in my heart because nice. it was just a really beautiful gathering, right? Nice. So yeah. just things like that. What is powerful is that if you ever get to the point where you're going to compare yourself with others negatively, um, one of the scrolls we will pull out is um, is you feel like you're not enough, right? And you start feeling that you you know this person's better than you, and how come you can't do this? And yada yada, all that negative self talk, and you start comparing yourself negatively to someone. The scroll we put out was um, nature's greatest miracle. Right. Never has there been one with my eyes, nose, ears, talk, walk, think like me. Right. I am only one. I'm nature's greatest miracle baby. So 
you know, I, I, I don't need to compare myself with anyone. I'm enough. I'm a miracle. I'm nature's greatest miracle. <laughs> I mean, I'm not enough. I am more than enough. These are all affirmations. They're yeah, affirmations. they're really good and stuff. it seems like we, we thrive on <laughs> affirmations, just repeating yeah, these repeating poems. Repetition is key. Repetition yeah. is building that habit. That's Indeed. basically what it takes for everything, it seems like. Indeed. Mm. Good stuff. So you like the book? Um, I think the book is, I think the book is good. I have been, I'm not too sure if I'm going to, I put it like on my top 10 list of books as yet, but I, I think it's, it's good. I, um, I love as a man thinketh, and I love the four agreements. There's certain books that I put in front of this. Um, um, the Alchemist. I think this book is pretty similar to The Alchemist as well. Pretty similar to The Alchemist. Yeah. I like The Alchemist better, but this is still uh, an okay book. Um, yeah, I'd give this book... Um, I won't rate it yet. Um, I won't rate this book yet. Let me tell you why I like it. Rate it out of five. I'd probably give it a three and a half. Yeah, let me tell you why I think this book is, is great. It's because... It, it has practical things that you could um, do use every day in your life, mm -hmm. right? You know, um, it's nine scrolls, and you could you could literally, if you memorize them and study them and make them become habits, these are things that you could use every day in your life, every day. Mm -hmm. Very few books give you the tools that you could take like this. This is the reason why I like it. Mm -hmm. um, very few books out there that will give you tools, actual tools. You read the words and they sound nice, but they don't, they're not actual tools that you could take and use. Um, and, you know, and so that's why I like this book, because those are actual tools that could carry you through in your life. You know, and they're, they're, they're timeless. So I like that about them. Yeah. And they, hit, they hit every emotion. They do. They do hit the emotions. Yeah. So, Lincoln, what is your sweetener for today? My sweetener is, is that go read the book. The book is, um, in my opinion, I think it's one of the best book books. It's an easy read. It's a very simple book. It's an easy mm -hmm. read. I think it's one of the best books that's written. Um, and I think it will help. It has helped a lot of people. And if you want to make change, changes in your life, I think this is a good book to start with. It's not complicated. It's very ABC and it's easy to apply in your life. The things is very easy to apply. So it will help you to make change. It's an actionable book. It will help you to take action. Let's put it this way. Yeah. Because I think in the book, if you read today, I will act. I think scroll, what scroll is that? Today I will act. Action is, I think, mentioned like many, many times throughout the book, especially in in that version of it, that that and that scroll. I think it's. I think it was. Is it the one I will persist until I succeed? Okay, so I can't tell you. Yeah, as you can see, I took a detailed notes and yeah. quotes as I wrote them down as I read. So yeah. as I go further, they're more detailed notes and quotes as I read. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure where that is, but I realized the beginning was all about failure. And now we're moving away from failure. And Into, yeah. Yeah, something yeah. else. So, yeah. um, so my, 
my sweetener is if you're um, taking on a new venture, um, taking on sales, trying something new, you're setting goals for yourself, this is a good book to read, uh, especially if you need some motivation. And if affirmations work for you, this is also a good book for you to read because you're brainwashing yourself. Yes, I know you didn't probably didn't want me to use that word, but you're brainwashing yourself. You're teaching your brain what it needs to do so you can focus on it. So um, I, I would recommend this book for you if that's something you're trying to do. As if you're trying to make any change in your life, I think it's important to read something like this. As for myself, I'm going to try these passages monthly. So I will greet this day with love in my heart is the affirmation I'll be using for this entire month of June. For July, I will start with the next quote. And I'm going to do it for the nine months. And that is the goal that I have written down. So that is my sweetener for today. Lincoln, before we go, is there anything else you'd like to add? Because sometimes I know you like to add your two cents, three cents, four cents, seven cents. Yeah. Read the book. Okay. So Lincoln wants everyone to read the book. This is Lincoln's favorite book. So please, audience, get the book, read it. Uh, you could buy it or you could even download it online. Or get it from and the library. Lincoln, you're referring people to the library. Lincoln will not touch a book in the library. Lincoln's a germaphobe. But no, yes. I, I, I would take it online. Get it exactly, online. online. Yeah. So on that note, I would like to thank you all for making lemonade with us today. Be good to yourself. Give thanks for all that you have because you do have a lot. Also, please subscribe to the Lemonade Lounge podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And email us at info at LemonadeLounge.com to be on our show or for any inquiries. That's info at L-M-N-A-I-D-Lounge.com. Thanks for joining us and make it a great week. Good job, Nicola. Take care. Take care.